My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to a special budget edition of The Daily Oz. It is Wednesday the 10th of May. I'm Billy Fitzsimons, the editor of The Daily Oz. And I'm Tom Crowley, TDA's political journalist. The budget we present to the Australian people tonight provides cost of living relief that is responsible and affordable and prioritises those most in need. Treasurer Jim Chalmers has delivered this year's federal budget and there's a lot to unpack for you. So we're going to get straight to it. Now, before we do anything else, Tom, can you just set the scene and explain exactly where we're sitting right now? Well, we're huddled in a podcast booth in the halls of Parliament House, Billy, where we've just come out of the budget lockup. This is the third time you and I have done this together. It, it's kind of like a, an exam for journalists, I think is probably the best way to explain it. So uh, journalists on budget day get to see the papers six hours earlier. We're not allowed any phones or internet or communication with the outside world, but we've spent the afternoon reading through the budget papers and getting our heads across it uh, for the coverage. And we're recording this just after Treasurer Jim Chalmers has handed down the budget with his speech. So we're ready to chat through it all. Now let's move on to what we actually just learned in the past six hours. So part of what the budget does is tell a kind of story about the state of the economy and how the government's actions fit into that. So Tom, what story is the government trying to tell us with this budget? Well, it's a similar story, Billy, to what uh, we foreshadowed on the pod last week. So the government really has two elements to the balancing act that it is trying to pull off here. On the one hand, it wants to support people through the cost of living crisis. On the other hand, uh, it's trying to deal with what it says is uh, a problem in the government's finances, that for 15 years, the government has been spending more money than it has collected in tax. We call that a budget deficit. And that as a result, it's been taking on more debt basically, which is imposing a growing cost. So the government has said on the one hand it wants to find as much space as it can to support people through the cost of living crisis, but on the other hand to try and do what it would call budget repair, um, to rein in spending and perhaps to raise a little bit more money to to get a control on those deficits. I I guess as Treasurer Jim Chalmers said tonight, Billy, it's really kind of trying to find a balance between generosity and responsibility. They're, they're the words that the government would use to describe the task that it was trying to set up in a context where we know that the economy is, of course, going through a lot of difficulty. In all of our decisions, we seek to strike a considered methodical balance between spending restraint to keep the pressure off inflation while doing what we can to help people struggling to make ends meet. So, Tom, you mentioned 15 years of deficit, but one of the big headlines for this year has been that there's a surplus. Yes, so surplus, the opposite of a deficit. Surplus is when the government is collecting more tax than it spends. And this year we have a one-off surplus. uh, And as I mentioned before, that will be the first for 15 years. The reason for it is probably best described as a bit of a tax sugar hit. Uh, So basically because iron ore, coal and gas are so expensive at the moment. The companies that sell them overseas in Australia are making a lot of money. They are paying a lot more corporate tax than the government expected. 
And at the same time, more people are in work than we expected and wages are going up by slightly more than we expected. And that means that people are paying more income tax as well. So those two things delivered quite a significant sugar hit to the budget bottom line, which means for one year only, the budget will be in surplus, uh, which is interesting and certainly something that the government has wanted to emphasise. But over the long term, it doesn't really change that story of the financial pressure on the budget because the year after it goes straight back to a deficit and we're expected to be in that sort of deficit situation again for the foreseeable future after that. So let's talk about the actual measures that the government announced. When we asked our audience what was important to them, the overwhelming majority said cost of living. So Tom, what is in the budget to address cost of living pressures? So there were really three key elements to the cost of living relief. They were welfare, health and energy. So I'll take them one by one. So on the welfare front, there's an increase uh, across the board to JobSeeker of $40 a fortnight or $2.85 a day. It's the first permanent increase in a budget in over 20 years. It also applies to related payments, including the youth allowance. Then on top of that, rental assistance, so that's a payment that goes to welfare recipients who rent, that will increase by $31 a fortnight uh, and 55 to 59-year-olds will get an extra boost. So they'll go on to a higher rate that is already paid to the over 60s, a slightly higher rate of job seeker. The other major change on the welfare front was to parental support. So as we heard earlier in the week, eligibility will be expanded to that support payment for about 57,000 single parents, most of those single mothers. Um, That'll give them a bit under $200 extra a fortnight. Then on the health front, um, we've got cheaper medicines, as was announced last month, and I think we talked about that on the pod. Uh, And then there's also a new financial incentive for GPs to do more bulk billing for low-income patients and for children. So bulk billing meaning that no out-of-pocket cost for those patients. Um, And that's in a context where we know that bulk billing rates have been falling in in Australia, and the idea there is that will encourage GPs to deliver more uh, no-cost medical consultations to low-income people and to children. And then finally, on the energy front, there was a confirmation of some support for energy bills in coordination with states and territories. Um, It's about $500 per person. It's not going to decrease your energy bill, but the government says it'll make the bill go up by less than it would have otherwise in a context where bills have been rising very fast. So that's a, a quick wrap of the cost of living relief. Okay, let's now talk about how the government plans to rein in spending in the budget. There were a few different cuts happening. How does the budget do that? Yeah, so coming back to that, what the government would call its budgeting responsibly story, there are a couple of spending changes. So in particular, some money's been saved in aged care, basically by shifting away from residential care places towards home-based care places, which has saved the government a little bit of money. And then over the longer term, uh, there's some money that will be saved by capping spending growth on the NDIS. So that sort of won't take effect until, you know, the next kind of maybe sort of five, 10 years from now, but it is something the government has flagged. It will try and rein in the cost um, of the very fast growing national disability insurance scheme. On the other side of things, I guess the other way that you can deal with these sort of long-term deficits apart from cutting spending is to raise tax. And there were some new taxes in this budget. They were all really things that we'd heard about in the lead up to the budget. There's a higher tax on tobacco, There's a higher tax on large superannuation balances and there's a higher tax on large gas drilling projects. Um, As far as how it changes that story that the government is talking about, this question of the government spending more than it raises in tax, the overall figures, so this budget overall will increase spending by about $44 over the next four years. 
and it'll raise about $22 billion in new tax. So $44 billion in new spending, $22 billion in new tax. There was a little bit in this budget in terms of, you know, bad news and trying to rein in spending, but those numbers suggest there's still one new dollar spent in this budget for every dollar saved. So that, that sort of fundamental situation where the government is spending more than it raises in tax, we expect that apart from a one-off surplus to continue for the rest of the next 10 years at least. Well, like with any budget, I think we will continue to find interesting details to pull apart in the days ahead. There are literally thousands of pages to get through. But thank you so much for helping to unpack some of the headlines for us, Tom. Thanks, Billy. And yes, I'm sure the budget festivities will roll on for a few more days. We'll get the opposition's response on Thursday night. So we'll hear a little bit more then about what they think of the budget. We'll hear from a whole variety of different politicians, community sector groups, experts over the next few days, no doubt. In the meantime, you can head to the Daily Oz Instagram where we broke down all of the key topics in the budget for you and we'll have more coverage throughout the week as it unfolds. Thank you so much for joining us for this budget special. Sam and Zara will be back as normal tomorrow. But in the meantime, if you learned something from this episode, a rating and review wherever you do your podcast listening is always super appreciated. And I hope you have a great day.